0: He came forward. He addressed, uh, he wanted to talk about uh, basically five different issues, which, you know, kind of went into everything. And I thought uh, I wanted to or I prefaced uh, leading into the congressman that I wanted to really focus on uh, things that issues that directly affect the town.
1: Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Mattis, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet at WFPR.fm and in the local Franklin Mass area FM dial at 102.9 here for another Town Council quarterbacking session with our town council chair Tom Mercer. Tom, good day to you, sir. And good day to you, Steve. You had a
0: it's long always good to be back.
1: meeting last week.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, we did. Uh, it kind of evens out a little because those... you had some shorter ones before, and then you got a long one. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, every once in a while, uh, there was a lot of information brought forward, and obviously, our guests took some time. So, uh, it was uh, it was a good meeting, though. No? Yeah. a lot of good information was brought forward. And, Agreed. Uh, today, we'll try and condense it
1: a little. Absolutely. So for those listening, thank you for doing so. For those who are familiar with this, you can kind of tap out for the next 20 seconds or what for the new ones, what we're attempting to do here is just kind of condense, you know, okay, what just happened at the meeting last Wednesday and what does it really mean for Franklin residents and taxpayers? So we'll condense it as much as we can keep into the highlights. Franklin TV now has a YouTube video available in addition to the uh, streaming Uh, The audio has already been published so there's plenty of opportunities to listen to the full meeting and follow the full sets of notes, and we'll do our best to condense it so we thank you for listening, and encourage you to do so and if you like that tell your friends and neighbors. So back to the meeting Tom. you started off with a happy note and somebody close friend had a hundredth birthday which is always a good celebration. Yeah that
0: is always good. Yeah, uh good family friends the uh, Martinos, uh from out on Lincoln Street. Uh Don's mother uh was uh, celebrated her 100th uh birthday on the 18th of April and uh so uh I thought it was something that we could You know, do a short proclamation on and uh, recognize her for uh, celebrating her 100th birthday. And unfortunately, she was unable to attend. But Don, her son Don and David were both there. And uh, daughter-in-law Christine were there uh, to accept the award and or the presentation proclamation right and jeff roy joined with one from the state house from the house of representatives and actually brought a uh a nice little uh note along from the governor as well yeah so that's one of those feel good ones that's nice to do every
1: once in a yeah. while and unintentionally you kind of uh left the congressman a little shorthand that he wasn't prepared to present his own yeah. legislation <laughs> this notification <is> true. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> but
1: we'll exactly. get back to what the congressman do says later
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so oh uh, yeah so it's good so it's all good
1: definitely yeah when somebody reaches that age it's worth celebrating almost every day yeah and then in yeah, terms of true. the council's real business uh the two failure to pass the compliance check uh, hearings that had been held the last time. And unfortunately, people hadn't showed up, um, didn't confirm this time and did in fact show up. And uh, apparently they had not received the mail. So in addition to acknowledging and getting their suspensions, et cetera, um, where you'll be implementing or the town will be implementing processes to ensure that communications do get better delivered in the future yeah uh
0: and uh you know i believe it was an oversight but what happened was uh the notifications went out in the regular mail instead of going out certified uh the standard practice is that they would go out certified and going forward we will make sure that they go all go out certified So uh, after listening to them and confirming that maybe they did not receive them, as they uh, had alluded to that night, that we uh, just went ahead and uh, performed the same uh, punishment, so to speak, as the... uh, uh prior one for jimmy d's which was done two weeks prior where uh they will just, their license is suspended for one day with two held in abeyance. So uh and if they don't have any any issues over the next uh two years those will go away. Mm-hmm. So and it was their first offense in both cases. So uh, I think we did the right thing. Uh, in my opinion, we did the right thing. And
1: yeah, at and least the was, felt it was the same way. Yeah, it was fair, at least in being consistent with what had happened with all the prior first offenses.
0: Exactly. As, and, you know, to Jimmy D's point, he said he didn't receive it either, but he had heard word of mouth that... Uh, uh, it was on the meeting and he should be there. And uh, so that's why he was there. Right. <laughs> so yep. we did do a little homework to confirm that they yeah. might have all been in the same boat, so to speak.
1: Yeah. Cause clearly they did get served at least with the notification of the compliance on that Wednesday when it did happen. Um, but yeah, things happen and they're running a business. <laughs> clearly this is an important part Correct. of the business, but <laughs> things just kind of like yep. slipped by. So. And then you had another set of street acceptances, to smaller ones in terms yes. of Joseph's circle yeah. and Susan's way. But that's part of what we've talked of here before, is part of the ongoing process. So,
0: exactly. Uh, you know, we accepted Joseph's way and Susan's way, a portion of uh, which is really a portion of Lawrence Strive. Uh, but uh, as you just alluded to the these are the ongoing street acceptances that we continue to do uh one of the councillors uh Councillor Frangelo, brought up uh you know the infrastructure costs that this adds to the coffers so that was uh uh just one point that was brought up, and obviously it's something that we have to deal with as we move forward uh but it's not dissimilar to all of the other ones that have come before us. Uh, You know, at some point you do need to accept these streets and uh, you know, uh, how you deal with the infrastructure pieces going forward is a challenge that we continue to uh, face on count uh, on the council and uh, address during the budget process.
1: Right. And I think the key point, having talked to him prior for uh, a separate recording, which is good and available, uh, he wanted really to enforce or the reminder to be involved on the Franklin for all process, which gets at least at the zoning bylaw changes, which is the one thing that the town can actually do. You don't own the land. You don't develop the land in most cases. But you do instruct the developers, allow the developers based upon the bylaws. So that's the one tool you have. And that needs to be carefully thought through as we've, you know, as later in the meeting, we'll get to in regards to the parking stuff. But yeah, how we zone uh, allows for appropriate return to maintain our infrastructure, Mm -hmm. maintain our business.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: The big piece of the evening uh, for our f- for the first time, a federally elected official, C- Congressman uh, Jake Dawkins appeared, and clearly he presented. And I think he stuck to what five points. But then there was a a, a, a valuable period of Q and A, which I think was good. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, really it, delayed it, that a little bit to the meeting too. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Certainly, it was. Uh, uh... Great to have the Congressman uh, uh, come to one of our meetings, and this was just, uh, you know, I thought about it uh, two or three months ago and said, you know what, I'm gonna send him off an email and uh, just see if uh, uh, he has any interest in coming before the council uh, to one of our meetings. And, you know, there's a lot of the infrastructure bill that he's very, a very large part of mm,
2: uh, yeah.
0: at the federal level. Sure. Uh, so I was I kind of used that as uh, the lead in and said, you know, we'd love to get an update on this. And it would be great if you could come and give it. And uh, it was in, God, the very next day, I had a response from his office saying, uh, the congressman would love to do that, and uh, he would have one of his staff reach out to us and uh, set up a mutually agreed-upon night. So mm-hmm. last night was it. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday last Wednesday yeah. night was it. And uh, he came forward. He addressed, uh, he wanted to talk about uh basically five different issues which you know kind of went into everything and i thought uh i wanted to or i prefaced uh leading into the congressman that i wanted to really focus on uh things that issues that directly affect the town and really not get into the national issues that affect everybody but uh But anyway, uh, when I spoke to him before the meeting, he said, uh, Tom, let's just go for it. And uh, he said, uh, you know, my job is to answer the tough questions. So if there are some tough questions, uh, I'll answer them. And so uh, after he went through his presentation and we... uh, The council asked uh, a lot of questions about the infrastructure bill and opportunities for funding uh, for a lot of these things. Uh, We opened it up to questions and he addressed the national questions as well as uh, the local. So uh, I was very appreciative of uh, uh, his ability to communicate, his ability to come out, come to the council meeting and address any and, any and every issue that was brought up. So uh, I thought it was a great night. And yeah. he was there for uh, an hour, pretty uh, much. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He had the floor. So yep. yeah. <laughs> so that added to the length of the meeting, but it was a good hour. So,
1: it, it, it was, uh, yeah. I, it was very on, informative. On, yep, on multiple fronts. And I know some within Franklin may not appreciate of some of his positions, but for my point, at least, he being the first one here, he's walking the talk. <laughs> he has been out in the yeah. district. He's been meeting people. He's been answering the questions, the tough questions, as you indicate. And he took the time to not only come, but then focus the answers on the questions from a f- Franklin perspective. And I yeah. I can't ask for a, legis- a legislative elected official to do more than that. I mean, he wasn't touting his own horn. He was touting what, nope. is, what, what can we do to help him, he can help us with. So that that, that's all good.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, you know, to uh, for him to be, you know, the first, as you stated early on, uh, the first federal official to ever come to a council meeting uh, to discuss issues. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it was uh, it was just a great night. And I can't thank the congressman enough for coming out and sharing his views and sharing his thoughts and bringing us updates on the infrastructure bill, which is a huge, huge piece for the community of Franklin. And, uh, you know, he uh, gave us a couple of opportunities for, uh, you know, where there might be some federal funds that we could Go after. I know our DPW director was uh, in the audience and actually it's asked a beneficial. question regarding. <laughs> yeah, who yeah. yeah. was very absolutely not bashful at all, but uh, uh, and he applauded the. Uh, uh congressman for his help in uh some of the funding that we've uh started to put in place for uh, beaver street interceptor Mm -hmm. which is right around the corner which is the largest single infrastructure piece that we've addressed to date so
1: right right yeah yeah a lot of goodness there followed by goodness yeah. as well with the uh annual financial audit and over time <laughs> certainly when i started reporting there was a bunch of issues to be resolved the report itself has gotten cleaner and cleaner um and this little item called a management letter they didn't even include one in this audit which in itself is a sign of how clean an audit is
0: <laughs> exactly uh You know, uh, and I applaud the efforts of our uh, finance office, our treasurer's office, and the entire uh, town, all the town departments, the administration, and I applaud the efforts of the council and the school committee for the planning board. Everybody involved in making our community as vibrant as it is and putting us in a position where we have the best possible audit report over the last few years. They've been uh, top-notch and where it uh, puts us in position for when we go out to bond things or uh, band things, mm-hmm. we, uh, uh, we're we getting the best possible interest rates available because of our audits and our audit report and i think uh and i forget which counselor brought up the fact that there wasn't even a a management statement uh, from them because uh our audit has been so good over the last few years that uh they couldn't find any couldn't didn't have anything that we really needed to work on
1: no So. No, I believe it was uh, Counselor Cormier Ledger who raised it from his nonprofit board experience. When he's had other audits, he's always found, and in yeah. some cases, a smaller org, you know, you might see something of that. Not that it's a bad thing; it's just you know things to be aware of, things to work on. And he was a little surprised not to see a management letter in this one. So <laughs> that's because we we're exactly. clean. And that's that's fine,
0: <laughs> and that's a really good thing. And this is one of those uh as you said, feel good things coming from an outside agency that comes in, right. does an audit of our uh, books, and yeah. uh uh clearly uh, reinforces the fact that the position that we pretty sure that we were in yeah. uh, uh remain in is uh the best financial position uh we can be under these times and circumstances, uh, it's just a real tribute to our administrative team uh, and every every single town department, especially the treasurers and uh, mm-hmm. uh,
1: our financial yep. uh,
0: officers. So sure.
1: Yeah, because I think in it's putting all, in good, pers- all good stuff. Yeah, putting in perspective in terms of kind of the awards, and I would call this an award. Clearly, we talked recently about the fire department getting the ISO certification class one, right? That's truly mm-hmm. an outside body yeah. confirming their process. Now we've got the annual audit, which confirms internal the processing for our finances. That's an audit. <laughs> and pending is the one forthcoming with the police department where they're undergoing you know their audit of their processes as well so to kudos yes to the town administration to every department to the council and school committee for the oversight and coordination and cooperation accordingly because it's putting us absolutely. in a good position
0: exactly exactly i mean we may, we may still proud, have
1: other so. issues but not on these oh, fronts. <laughs> absolutely
0: absolutely yeah. Again, this, this isn't an addressing what the needs are. No. It's addressing our financial position,
1: correct? So. And that kind of gives us a little segue in terms of some of our needs with uh, parking downtown, resulting in kind of two bylaw amendments that were proposed. One of which I'll let you speak to more directly in regards to it got tabled because there was lack of consensus around that, and the other one got moved to a second reading. So we're making some progress, and yes, they are separate pieces, but because they're related in terms of parking downtown, it's kind of hard to keep them separated too.
0: It is, it is for sure, Steve. And you know, this uh has been something that we've been addressing uh in one way, you know, little in, by dribs and drabs mm-hmm. over God the entire time I've been on the council, right. <laughs> which is twelve years right. or eleven years, and you know uh it is and i totally understand some of the frustrations you know uh that some of the most recent ones spoken about being east and west Mason street areas where Mm -hmm. we have uh you know issues with some of the students from dean college uh who park over there and you know uh getting into they park there because they don't want to pay to park at the college, and they can afford to pay a few tickets because uh, it's still less than if uh, they bought the pass from the college. Right. So one of this, one of the issues uh, that, uh, or the first uh, resolution that we were discussing the other night was. To raise some of the fines and, uh, uh, you know, we were, you know, the council was kind of to a degree had different views as to uh, what those uh, what that increase should be. Should it be from everybody agrees 15 is too uh, uh, is too low. And that's something yeah. we haven't addressed since 2002, I think.
2: Yeah, So, quite
0: a, period. <laughs> uh, yeah, quite a period of time since the last time we addressed the actual uh, dollar numbers of the fines. So, you know, uh, the recommendation from the police and uh, their viewpoint was uh, to go to $25 and let's stick just with overtime parking, which is the majority of what we would be dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was discussion even at the EDC level: should it be thirty five, should it be fifty? Uh, but when you get up into those numbers, then people looked and said, "Oh well, what about downtown? Do we want to be paying you know people that coming to shop in our downtown area, uh, if they go over the two hour limit, do we want them paying a thirty five or fifty dollar fine?" So that's kind of a very short version of what went on and some of the discussions. And I didn't really feel that we had a consensus. So I looked to the council to maybe maybe table this and let's take another look at some of the options. There were discussions. Can we separate, uh, you know, outside of the, uh, the East and West Street areas? It becomes a little bit more difficult because then, well, what do you do to Dean Avenue and Emmons Street, which uh, are really not downtown either. So so we kind of kicked it back to the administrative team uh, to take another look and let's kick it back through the EDC again just to take another look and see if uh, uh, we can come up with something that may work a little better after hearing the discussions that were had uh, by the council and the residents last Wednesday night.
1: Yeah, and I believe the other piece that was in there is uh, additional communication with the downtown partnership and their businesses, and I believe they've oh, had absolutely. a meeting that first week of June, if I recall. There's their next general meeting. The, so that's, that's correct.
0: They have a meeting the first week of June. Uh, that's the kind of conflicts with some some of the things that counselors have. I've been in communication with uh, the executive director of the Downtown Partnership. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa and Scott. Yep. And we're trying to schedule uh, uh, an evening meeting when counselors could make it mm-hmm. uh, as well as their hierarchy at the Downtown Partnership as well as you know the downtown businesses mm-hmm. and getting them to the yeah. meeting at well as well and talking through some of uh, their concerns and making sure that when we do address this, we address it fair and equitably for for all parties involved. So yeah. uh, I think it was the right decision to table uh, to table that part of it. Uh, but you're right. Uh, parking is parking. Uh, so they all kind of have to mend together to make it all work. So,
1: yeah, because uh, I, I think one of the concerns, certainly paraphrasing what the business and some of the residents were saying, we don't want to start a whack-a-mole process. So we hit somebody here and then they move to go create another problem somewhere else. That's not going to help us either. So, <laughs> yeah, no, no, a holistic no. approach is going to be required. and That's going to take some time. So we just moved it out to take some time.
0: And then the other piece that, uh, or the other uh, resolution that we discussed and did move from a first reading to a second reading was some of the changes and a couple of changes in the language, which is restricting overnight parking uh, in the downtown area. And part of those discussions, as well as the earlier discussion uh, the other resolution was uh, should it be two hours or should it be three hours and these are all discussions that we will have uh, when we meet with uh, the downtown partnership and uh, the downtown businesses to see what uh, you know their concerns and try and build this all into uh, one so that we get resolutions that actually work for uh, everybody involved. Uh, The one we did move was really just specifically talking about East Central Street uh, and both sides of East Central Street. And uh, I'll just give you a little tidbit of uh, uh, following uh, the meeting, which, as we've both alluded to, it was a very uh, lengthy meeting on Wednesday night. So, you know, we got out of there at 10.30, quarter of 11. Yeah. So I decided I was going to drive through the center of town and just take a look. And I looked at every parking spot on East Central Street. Uh and then, on both sides, in front of the cakeworks place and yeah the Birch, new birchwood Cafe, bakery the, the yep. old front, yeah birchwood bakery and the mcoro house, and right. then across the street in front of hang Kai yep, and on both sides of the street, every single parking spot
1: was full was full but yeah. there was
0: nothing but there was nothing open
1: right, yep. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so, so that implies that some uh, residents or maybe the students, because they are living in that exactly. dorm, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So that, that uh, you know, that can, concerns me, obviously, and tells mm-hmm. me that by restricting overnight parking on East Central in those two places, I think, uh, is a smart thing, because then, it's open for the residents at 7 o'clock in the morning or whenever uh, Birchwood Grill there opens. Right. And is looking to serve coffee, at least there'll be spots there available. Yeah,
1: and it sounds like, the, especially now with graduation from Dean having happened last weekend, we, we could do almost any yeah. other night going forward and see if the same time period, <laughs> there's still as much parking down there, in which case maybe it's not the Dean <laughs> students that are all the problem.
0: Well, that's it. That's exactly right. And my uh, plan is to do that one night this week. So uh, uh, I can see what, if it's different, yeah, see what's happening.
1: Indeed. All right. And then in the town administrator's report, while he covered some other things, I think the one key piece there was on Davis Thayer, which, as we've talked before, is certainly still in the school committee's control. They had reached out to an org I know you've had some experience with, with the MSBA. Um, to get a confirmation right. from them in regards to if they did close it, they didn't want to get quote penalized in any way or have the town penalized in any way by having closed it and yet trying to make another building move if that were to happen. Right. Um, but we really don't know what's going to happen because they're I'm about to begin their uh, facility planning master plan anyway. So that right. at least we got an update, yep. and I'm sure uh, we'll hear more. <laughs>
0: yes i uh, uh, absolutely we will uh you know one of the concerns uh, or the concern letter that the they followed up with uh, uh where they talked about uh, it having to be uh wait a six month period it was a little ambiguous in the letter, so i uh asked jamie uh to maybe ask the superintendent to get clarification on that because uh, whether we have to wait another six months or whether the prior six months of closure counts. Uh, So uh, that's one that will be coming. But again, it still has to be uh, for our residents to know. It has to be declared surplus by the school committee before the town can do anything. Before the town has control over the disposition of what is done with the with the building, and there is no decision as to what is going to be done with that building.
2: Correct. Uh,
0: The plan would be to put a subcommittee together to take a look at uh, different options for that place, if it if and when it does come back to become mm-hmm. town property, become the uh, control under control by the town council. Uh, then we'll take a look and uh, see what uh, can be done, what uh, the best use for that facility
1: would be. Right. Now, as so, I understand Much
0: it, more to come.
1: <laughs> yeah. And as I understand it, you could actually start that study sooner than later. I mean, you really can't make any decision. We could until the school right. turns it over, but you could at least start the planning process because as I understand it, that's gonna be we a could. longer planning, yes. planning process anyway.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there was a little discussion about that. And I'll I'll have some further discussion. Uh I need to uh have a meeting with the uh chairman of the school committee as well as the uh superintendent and uh Jamie and myself mm-hmm. uh, town administrator yeah to discuss uh uh, how we go about putting something together to, yeah. start to stop that process and at least be a little bit ahead of the game.
1: Agreed. Yeah, because you want to have a representative subcommittee to do that analysis. Oh, absolutely. But it doesn't sure. necessarily, because the schools will have already done their legal piece handover at some point in time, then that doesn't need to be part of this. We just make the assumption that as of a point, (laughs) sometime it will happen. So what do we do when it does? Exactly. Well, we had a full meeting. Hopefully that condenses it for the residents and taxpayers. So we get a little bit of an insight. And as I mentioned earlier, the video is available. Uh, Certainly it'll be broadcast on TV, on the cable channels. Uh, The audio is available. And uh, now you've got uh, another session, but not until the end of the month, I think, with the two budget hearings.
0: That's correct. Our next two meetings are uh, public hearings on the budget. And I please, I ask the community, please uh, tune in, uh, listen, come to the meetings, uh, tune in on Zoom, and, uh, uh, you know, you're... This is the time. These are the most important meetings that we have in the course of the year where we look to set the budget for the next fiscal year. And uh, uh, it's a very important piece. And I would also say, please tune in later this week, uh, Wednesday and Thursday nights. The finance, finance committee is going through every single line item on, yeah. the, uh, on the budget. And I do believe that on Wednesday night is the uh, municipal DPW police and fire. Yeah. And public then safety Thursday and public would works. be the right. schools. Schools yeah. are on yeah. Thursday, and so. then
1: the Fincom gets to do its vote. Yeah. Um, the first yeah. night, by the time people will have listened to it, it'll be in the books. <laughs> um, but the first yeah. night will cover all the other general administrative type budget items. Town, yeah. town clerk, yeah. town council, health, etc. Um, but yeah yeah, there's certainly and for though i'll give the other plug as you did as well to the fincom the fincom and the difference between fincom budget hearings and town council budget hearings fincom goes line by line talking and asking questions on the drivers of each of the departments town council does that but at a higher level so you'll read the budget and then hold certain items for further discussion so the real discussion to that extent happens in the fincom and that where um at least if you missed this week it'll be available again via the recording channels and dial in and get the real inside story Um, but then certainly participate in the council one because that's where that's where the budget that's where the road meets the road you're going to approve it at some point for sure
0: absolutely and that was a great summary uh, of uh, the need and the fact that the finance committee uh cuz contrary to the town council uh they're they're talking about every line item in in the school department budget as well mm-hmm. uh whereas we are more in the generalities when we get to the school department budget uh because again we address the bottom line only
2: right
0: uh and uh so anyway, uh, I, I do believe that uh, these meetings are very important and people who are interested in how your tax dollars are spent, these are the meetings you should be tuning into because this is where you get the, the answers to your questions.
1: Well, and thank you again for taking time to uh, condense our in our town council quarterbacking session. We appreciate your help in, in sharing this with the community.
0: Well, thank you, Steve. And I apologize for not being able to do it right after the meeting, but we had some family issues that I had to deal with. So uh, I apologize for that, but we're, we're, we're back to it now.
1: We're, we're there and family comes first. Uh, The town business can happen when it will happen when it happens. So that's fine. Not a problem. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, sir. Thank you. And for those listeners, we do do this in collaboration with Franklin Franklin TV and Franklin public radio.